Welcome back to NerdGab. My name is Anil and I'm the host and creator of the NerdGab community. Thank you for listening in on today's topic. But before I make the announcement of what that topic is, I just want to do the usual round of thank yous to all of my listeners, my followers on Twitter and on Instagram. Both pages have been growing steadily and that is a great deal due to all of you. And if you haven't already followed me on Twitter and Instagram, I do post new content, updates and things like that almost every day, sometimes even five times a day that I don't always cover in these podcasts. So if you're new to the community or you just want a place where you can geek out about all things nerdy, come say hi at nerd underscore gab on Twitter and at nerdgab on Instagram. I do take time to chat with everyone that drops a comment on my post, so hopefully I'll get a chance to chat with you soon. And now for today's topic. It's been a year and three months since I last spoke on this topic and I've been aching to speak on it again since all the things that have happened since my last episode on the Snyder Cut back on November of 2019. So today's episode is going to be a wide discussion featuring a group of my oldest friends and people who share differing opinions on the DCEU and the purpose of the discussion today is to revisit the topic of Zack Snyder's Justice League and the DCEU and so joining me are four of my good friends, Luke, Cham, Matteo, and David. Here is our long discussion. Let's not uh, let's not sidetrack from the real the real juice, the main event, the 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 pay-per-view, <laughs> the reason that we exist for this moment. So I know, I I know you guys are so excited. Did we see it in theaters together? Who did you see uh, it with? The first time I watched it. I watched it with my family. Oh, we did okay. the usual. Uh, we did the usual. You know, wear superhero T-shirts and go see it. Yorktale uh, by an entire row. Yeah, yeah. Oh, actually, we went to Colossus. You went to Colossus. Oh man, yeah. I watched it in IMAX. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. And then the second time I saw it was with um, Matt. He actually, we finished work and we went to go see it again. And uh, I don't know, Matt, you want to weigh in on your experience the first time you watched it there with it me, Matt? trash. Mm. Yeah, face. I wish I could picture, uh, I wish I could, I had a picture. So good. Just <laughs> sadness. Utter sadness. Yeah, literally. And you're telling me that you didn't like the giant um, end sequence where oh, Chernobyl got flooded by some sort of tentacles? I can't even yeah, remember. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, that was some of the best green screen I've seen in a really long time. Pink roots on a red background, yeah. It could be purple, <laughs> I'm not how sure. Much, how, much did they co- how much did it cost to make that movie? That was, it was pretty expensive. They only made, I think, 50% back. Well, they, they doubled what they, whatever it cost them, they doubled that by one. So I think it was like 600, 680 million or something like that. It cost them 300, close to 300 million. Box office, I've got it open. So the budget was 300 mil. Uh, box office is 657.9 mil. Yeah, so they just barely. Starring Henry Cavill, Gal Gadot, Ben Affleck, Ray Fisher. We could talk about Ray Fisher's like post Justice League life. Oof. Yeah, he's going to be a star uh, now. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So here's uh, so here's the thing. So Matteo, your uh, your initial reaction after watching the movie was that you didn't like it. You thought it was trash. 
I mean, I thought it was, I thought parts of it had some, uh, you know, entertainment value, but other, like overall, I didn't think it was that great. How about, uh, so Luca, I didn't end up seeing it with you. Uh, mm. We used to do the superhero movies all together, but I don't know what happened. Uh, what was your, you know, Life. Um, what was your um, reaction after watching it the first time? So here's the thing. I have a son who's named Clark, named after Clark Kent, Superman, uh, because I want him to be a good person. And, like, mustache issues aside or not, I was very easy to throw that, like, the the stupid CG mustache thing just out of the way. I didn't care that much. Um, the, uh, the John Williams theme coming in as he's, like, punching up Steppenwolf at the end made me move a lot, like, a whole lot. Like, I was moved by some of that Superman stuff. And, like, him stopping dead when he sees Lois. I actually really liked a lot of that. Now, was it was it in tune with what Man of Steel was and BVS was? Not even remotely. The rest of it sucked my hind quarters. Uh, Batman's not supposed <laughs> to be funny. I mean, Aqua Bro was funny. That was nice. Cyborg didn't have any point. And Flash, no, it didn't feel it. I, if I had, I have Grant Gustin as Flash on my te- on the television, right? Mm-hmm. And so I, the entire time, I'm just comparing the flashes, and I'm like, Grant Gustin would have done this so much better because he's got gra- oh, yeah. well, like gravitas as well as you know everything that Flash, like the quips that the Flash did in that, and mm-hmm. the leader was Batman question mark when it should have been wonder woman period she should have been the one throwing the bossing around and whatnot it didn't resonate perfectly or well yeah there were a lot of problems but i really did like a lot of the superman stuff which i know is going to change in this in the snyder cut and i'm along for the ride because like he had an arc a five movie arc for spy uh superman did i say spider-man at some point i think i'm <laughs> Well, anyway, yeah, I know. I know. Um, Snyder has like a five movie arc for Henry Cavill's Superman, and I hope they keep casting him because I really do like this as Superman. Mm-hmm. How about how about you, Chamath? When you watched it the first time, I don't. I actually don't think we even talked about it. No, I, I think for for me, I watching it, it felt like a really cartoonish interpretation of a movie that really had a serious undertone to it when when we got batman versus superman in in bvs there was a lot of you know showing superman as this godly figure that the world looks up to and like his death was kind of it, it they tried to do it and show how much of a loss it was to the world but they didn't i felt like they didn't really key in on that right like you're losing this guy who's who's saving countless amounts of people from like the worst things possible in the world and now he's gone. Right? They, in my opinion, they, they didn't really draw into that enough. They focused a lot more on building the team, and it was it, it felt so fast-paced. Like, I feel like if they gave us something similar to how the Avengers did it, given us single movies, built up the characters individually so that we're aware and we understand why a character behaves the way that they do, and then put them together and give us that issue of building this kind of family to counter the loss that 
I feel like if they went down that way, and I hope that's what Snyder does with his four hours, kind of gives us a little bit more backstory to bring these guys together. And I think I want to, I agree with Luke, fam. Batman was too front and center. I don't know if you guys would agree with that. He's never been like the leader of the Justice League, right? It's always been Superman or somebody else. He's always just been the funding and the the backbone that the league falls onto when they need to do something that they normally wouldn't want to do. You know, I, I, you guys asked me after watching the movie, and of course, my first initial reaction was like, oh my God, it's great. Um, because, you know, I get to see all the DC characters kind of come together for the first time on screen. But I 100% agree that them rushing the whole unity of the main Justice League, like the formation of the Justice League in one movie was such a bad idea. But like, we all know the things that happened behind the scenes in terms of like WB kind of rushing the project and wanting to catch up to to Marvel to have their version of the Avengers kind of played a part in how that affected and, you know, how the planning kind of went for the DCEU, at least for, from Snyder's helming it. So for me, seeing it the first time, I was like, yeah, this is great. But I, I deep down, like, hated some parts of it. Like, for instance, the whole, you know, Batman making, like, you know, funny kind of comments and things like that. Like, the, the thing that killed me, I think, was the part where he says uh you know i don't not like you or something like that which for me is like oh god like who wrote this and then you you know who they brought in right so we're talking about the difference between Zack snyder and joss whedon it's like two guys at the end of the spectrum in terms of like storytelling why would you ever bring <laughs> bring that guy to in to finish why would you bring any of those two to finish each other's work i was about to say that's not a Batman thing to say. The Flash. Like, what's your superpower? And then, like, punch him miraculously or something like that. Because he's ninja. Yeah, I was just saying, what my my most hated line in that movie is where he says, like, I don't not like you to Superman. He's like, you know. <laughs> you, you remember that? You, you know the line I'm talking about, right? Of course. <laughs> but, the, like, to the point, I feel like it's a, it was a Snyder thing, too, that he picks batman up you won't let me live and you won't let me die oh the power mm -hmm. and the pulling the big guns in on mm -hmm. to bring lois and then his mom like that's beautiful stuff man like let's, let's ground him back mm -hmm. in humanity that's like i'm such a big fan of the superman stuff in the in that original mm -hmm. version still didn't make me want to go back and rewatch it and prepare the movie that i'm gonna watch i don't know whenever i'm gonna watch it yeah, so I was going to say, so now that we know, you know, kind of know what everyone kind of thought about the original version. And since it's come out to now, you know, there's been that whole movement about re releasing the Snyder Cut. And at first, WB was denying its existence. And then, you know, as close as we got closer to the end of November of 2019, something started, something strange started happening on social media where we had like the actors from the movie starting to tweet released the Snyder Cut, which was something they were silent about before then. So looking into that, and we find out, you know, AT&T played a big part in, you know, the, the migration and taking over of WB and some of their properties and, and looking at some things that they, um, they can maybe utilize to gain some subscriptions to HBO Max. I think that's where we ended up where we are in terms of how the Snyder Cut came to be, you know, no longer a thing that doesn't exist, but now something that we're, we're going to be seeing next week so with it coming out next week i mean I'll, like i'll go last but like what are you guys hoping for like what, what kinds of things are you hoping that 
it will change or have better or be better for the next movie. I think just a redemption of the overall story would be good. Well, we were gonna get we're getting two two extra hours, yeah. so I think I think there's story yeah, there. For sure, I think uh, maybe a not rush story told like it's supposed to be would be a good good start. How about you, uh, um, Luke? Uh, I the cyborg storyline. I'm looking forward to seeing that because Zack Snyder had, I think, Zack had said that like he had a lot for Ray Fisher's cyborg, and it was all gone. Uh, just the side, like the side bits, and then Barry Allen's meeting Iris. Uh, as well, unsaving her, at least mm-hmm. that's in the commercials. And uh, yeah, no, I'm mm-hmm. looking forward to like this stuff. Like, if you've watched the the uh, Batman versus Superman Ultimate Edition, there's just so much more in it. Like, yeah, it's three hours and whatever, but oh man, Lex Luthor becomes so much better because you see his plan fleshed out, which the the cutting room floor enjoyed um, from because of the studios. So it's like an interrupted yeah. director's like this is my vision. Enjoy my vision. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, after seeing that ultimate edition of Batman versus Superman, I was I it, I was blown away as to why they ever thought the version that they put in theater was the better version. And it's obvious because the studio wanted to cut down on the uh, the length of the movie so they can have multiple screenings. Like the way that they plan out the screenings and have it sort of cut down. It's like. Studio intervention has been a big problem for DC. How about you, Chumath? Like, well, what are you kind of hoping for? So, I, I I've mentioned this a couple of times, but like, watch. I and you know I'm a huge Marvel fan, but when it comes to comics, nothing, no one does it better than DC in bringing building great stories. And I think Snyder started something um, with Man of Steel. That Man of Steel, right? That was the first Cavill Superman yep. movie. Yeah, I think I think Snyder mm-hmm. told us at the end of Man of Steel what he was setting us up for when Clark Kent or Superman went against everything he believed and snapped Zod's neck. Because there was nothing mm-hmm. else he could do to stop him from destroying this planet. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. And if we look at every comic iteration or any iterations we've seen of Superman or Kal-El, or Clark Kent, whatever, and Luke named his son after Clark because of this. He will never go to that land. That's right. Clark Clark would never go to that land. And when people saw that, I personally loved Man of Steel because I knew exactly, and I in my mind, it, what he was setting up was either worlds collide or injustice. And, and that, and to this day, I mm-hmm. still believe that because when I watch BVS. All the imagery of Darkseid coming to Earth, Superman and his army of people that follow him, all, all those little flashes that he gave us was a world that had a Superman that had turned. When Barry Allen came, burst mm-hmm. through the ta- uh, through through the Speed Force, and and told Bruce that Lois is the key. Am I too Am I too early? Am I too late? Or am I too early? I'm too early, right? when he said that it even it 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 clarified for me even more that this is what's happening like when he said lois is the key Mm -hmm. i said you know what lois is gonna die and superman's gonna fucking lose his mind and more than likely lois is gonna be pregnant with Mm -hmm. a baby and that's why superman loses his mind Mm -hmm. so 
Uh, for me, Batman versus Superman was an homage, showing us what the future has to hold. And uh, I think Bruce got it wrong when when he thought what Lois was the key. I think um, I think towards the end of that, w- when we got, and, and that's why he was j- drawing all those parallels, like that godly figure, the world praising him, him looking at the world as the world needing him. They were building this ego within Superman for that fall. And then, you know, the Justice League just destroyed that hope. Like what Josh Whedon and WB gave us went back on all of that, made everything that was foreshadowed irrelevant and gave us an end to the story where, you know, they got the mother boxes. I don't think the mother boxes were what the story was Mm -hmm. meant to be. I want to see him follow up with that story. I want to see that continue. I want to see the threat that it is to Lois. What causes Superman to turn? Do you think it's Marilyn Manson Joker in the desert? Man, you know what? It's always been Joker. And the fact that he's being brought back, it's always him that turns, at, that starts this this effect on Superman, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Everybody that, because he tries to push, push Bruce as far as he can, and Bruce never has his line that he won't cross. Whereas Supes, <laughs> he, found the, he found the line and he made him cross it. Right? So... <laughs> I'm laughing because in in the in this world we got Batman using guns. We got yeah, Batman willy nilly. And you know what? It's uh, Snyder is a is a DC Comics fan. He's not somebody that doesn't know what he's doing, right? Mm-hmm. The gun toting, everything. Mm-hmm. The 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 even even Lex Luthor, the way that he was kind of prophesizing what's coming. Um, have any of you guys watched? Superman and Lois. When you watch Superman and Lois, you'll see why my my thoughts and theories are that this is the direction that this is going in. Because there seems to be a direction that WB in uh, on TV and in, in the movies were, are heading in. And I really hope that's the direction that we go and that's what I hope to see. I hope to see that that cliffhanger gives us a a peek into the world of what would happen. No worries, no worries. So we were just talking about um, when we first saw the initial Justice League, what like what we thought about, um, what each of us thought about it, and like what we're looking to see or change or be different about in the Snyder cut. Like, are you are you anticipating? Are you anticipating this movie is going to be, you know, vastly different, vastly better, or are you kind of along the lines of like Justice League? Hmm. Oh, I, know, wow. I couldn't. I couldn't. Get, I, I couldn't get through it. I, I fell asleep multiple times actually watching it. Uh, mind you, there? keep in mind. Keep in mind, I was uh, no, 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 at home. I, I that would be that would be a statement. No, not like, even. I never went to the theater for it. I didn't even attempt to. Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> go 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 for that. Um, you know, I, I was, I'm a little bit more casual going. I, I'm not really I, like I. I didn't. Um, I'm not into DC comics. Uh, as much as uh, you guys uh, are, um, but uh, I actually didn't finish it. Um, I'm really, to be honest, um, I'm kind of in this kind of because you, you, you know, I, I kind of follow your 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 podcast and you know we we talk off to the side. I'm mostly in this to kind of see and kind of fo- follow your journey actually because you know obviously it's, it's a little funny that you know we we always poke fun at each other for you know Marvel and you know I love Marvel, you love DC, you know it was always that divide and it's a, a little funny, but. Um, I actually do want to watch. I'm going to watch this again, <laughs> not not a little bit later on before I watch the HBO Max one, the director's cut, uh, Snyder's cut, and I uh, I'll take a look. But um, off mm-hmm. the top, I don't really know 
what I'm expecting, really. And I think that might be better for me because, you know, sometimes going in with no expectations will be a little bit better than going in with all this kind of jazz behind it, you know? That's pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> I would love to hear, I, I can't wait to hear Dan, uh, David's take on this. It's going to be really cool. Yeah, because you guys know, man, like I've, we, for the longest while I've wanted just a proper DC, like, you know, Justice League movie or just a, you know, a pairing of whatever. I thought we were going to get that right after Batman vs. Superman. You got it in uh, Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman? But she didn't really team up with Oh, you, you're talking about a team up. No, like, that you just meant like a good DC movie. Wonder Woman. No, yeah, Wonder Woman was good. Uh, Aquaman was good. Shazam was good. Oh, I just watched Shazam. Um, I, uh, Shazam. I, I still stand that, you know, uh, Birds of Prey was good. Yeah. In my oh opinion. My God. God. <laughs> no, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I, I don't know, man. I, know, I'll I love it. you. I, I, so wrong. I enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Just for sure, I think one of the things I'm looking forward to for for the Snyder Cut is going to be that serious tone and the action sequences. Like we're getting Dark Side, guys. Come on! Like if Superman and Dark Side do not square up in this movie, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be, that'll be the cliffhanger. You guys think they're gonna? He says there's gonna be a cameo too. He says there's gonna be some sort of uh, cameo that'll blow up, blow our minds. It better. You think Ryan Reynolds? You guys think Ryan Reynolds is coming back <laughs> as Green Lantern? Oh man, if it's Ryan Reynolds, I'm gonna lose it. That'll make it the best movie ever. If Ryan Reynolds <laughs> shows up with his Green Lantern costume on, because he did say that he still has it and he likes to put it on every now and then, so. Yeah, I think he was joking though because it's CGI. Well, yeah, the whole thing so. was CGI. <laughs> I don't know, man. What do you guys think? Do you guys think it's gonna? You think it in terms of a? Well, it's it's obviously a longer movie than Avengers Endgame, but do you think it's gonna be on par or comparable to I, I something like that? Or like as as much as a Marvel fan I am, I did not think Avengers Endgame was the best Marvel movie. Like I think it was good. It was okay. It was it was an okay ending to the movie. There's definitely an agenda that they were pushing towards the end of the movie to set up for the next next six that they're gonna do. Uh, but I personally I I enjoyed I enjoyed the first part of Endgame more than the second part to finish the finish the finish it all off. Uh, I think Captain America had like the mm-hmm. best set of movies out of all of them. I think that's that's a problem. Yeah, 100%. the the I would like to see this movie stand on its own without a comparison. Uh, that's just me personally. And uh, for your question about Dark Side and Superman going at it, I hope Superman just bends the knee. I want that cliffhanger to be him bending the knee. That would be that, that would be that a would, pretty pretty a amazing cliffhanger. Me with a cliffhanger. Knee, I'll forget about anything else in that movie and say that movie was amazing. <laughs> do you guys know do you guys know much about the differences or have you heard or kind of through the grapevines no, I mean, just like like i mean I, I, obviously I'm, I'm a little more casual compared to the rest of you guys but i mean like I, i'll be honest i didn't know it was four hours until i just jumped in right now i i feel like 
I mean, I mean, there's some good. There are some movies that are good that you know have that length of time. But I mean, four hours for you know a regular casual like myself. I think, mm-hmm. you know, uh, I I do feel like this is this is more dedicated for the fans, right? It's it's. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't think you know the regular casual movie goer might enjoy this as much as you per se. Um, I mean, it is you know there's a. And the whole thing, it, it was so, from what I know, right, this had to be restored, right? It's not like they reshot anything, correct? They took old footage, they restored some of it. Is, 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 that, is that where I'm getting? A few of getting? the actors came back to do a few reshoots, but not massive reshoots. But like not a massive yeah. reshoot. So, yes, I can I can speak to that. So they, um, they, so the, 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 the media has sort of spun this story where it's like, you know, uh, actors had to come back and like reshoot like you know a number of scenes. Um, but Deborah Snyder, who is his wife, but also produces the movie, um, they've confirmed they've literally only shot one new scene and they've added additional like CGI to a cu- couple other scenes. So the only new scene technically is the the scene with Jared Leto. That's entirely new. So I think the actors that came back to do reshoots are going to be Ben Affleck, um, Cyborg's in that shot mm-hmm. in the background, uh, Ray Fisher, and uh, Jared Leto. And th- that they said it was a three-minute, total three-minute. They think they spent five days or something like that on it, um, setting it up and everything. So according to them, that is the only new shot, but everything else was already you know considered um, finished, principal photography from before you know, Snyder, Snyder stepped away from from the project and stuff like that. So they apparently, because like as Luke mentioned before, this was supposed to be like a five movie story. Mm. And he had filmed probably, you know, through throughout filming the first part of his story, he probably wanted to get some shots in for, you know, follow-up movies and mm. stuff like that. So that's where this this extra two hours probably comes from is that that extra footage that would have been you know part of the second movie even but if you consider the <laughs> this one's four hours but if you're if you're a casual fan like a lot of people like they like they like to re-watch movies before they see a sequel so if you if you consider this right <laughs> that means you have to <laughs> you have to watch man of steel which is like two hours by itself then the ultimate edition of Batman versus Superman, because the other mm-hmm. one doesn't exist, uh, which is another three hours. And then the finale, or the middle of it, which is four hours. So you're looking at like the whole weekend, essentially, which I don't think a lot of casual viewers are going to do. I don't think people that have HBO in the States, for instance, I don't think they're going to go back, unless they're, they're fans, I don't think they're, they're going to go back and watch those other movies, especially because they were so long and they were critiqued really badly. So I think people just have it in the mindset yeah. not to, to even associate those movies with this one. Whereas with the MCU, you know, we know how that goes, right? Like everyone wants to rewatch the 10, 15 movies. Yeah. My, my question is, did, did, yeah. did Snyder actually have all kind of like, he had full control this time? My, my, my reason why I asked that is because, like, okay, look, it's it, it's four hours, right? And I already saw some of your articles, like, you know, the, the studio's not really backing this up as much as, you know, you would like, right? They're kind of, like, keeping it, you know, a little, you know, off to the side. Yeah, it's happening, but it's not like they're, they're you know, doing all this media coverage for and all that, for all of it. So if he, if he had full control, um, 
then I would, you know, I would hope that this would be a better, you know, version of what you guys got. But, you know, in the end, it's the, the studio mm-hmm. still owns this. No? The studio still kind of doesn't... Don't they still, still have, a, have a final cut and final say on this? Yeah, so... So let me tell you what this whole thing is. <clears throat> so he... Uh... AT&T, when they purchased or, you know, made that deal with WB and now they have, you know, majority ownership or whatever the case is, um, somewhere along the lines, the, the conversation started happening with or around, um, you know, if we were to get this movie done, like what is, how much does he need? Like how much mm-hmm. money does he need? Because they were, they were kind of maybe ballpark. And I think a lot of the strategies around using this movie to build subscriptions for HBO Max. So... I think the number somewhere okay. fell around seventy million dollars was what's but, needed to finish. I thought it started with forty. Finish it, right? So and then you consider. Well, it might have been less. Yeah, it might have been less. But I think the last number I saw was um, hmm. was seventy million. And I think when you put the numbers together, because remember they spent three hundred on three hundred million on the first one, and that three hundred million included. Um, or was part of most of it was the reshoots, and then that's not including the marketing budget, yeah. which they they went crazy on. Oh, such um, trailers! So they're oh, not those marketing. trailers. Let's think back. Yeah, so they 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 aren't really spending money to market this movie. I think the fans are doing a, a better job mm-hmm. at that anyway, kind of spreading the word. But with regards to him having creative ownership, um, there's a there's an article they just did with uh, with Insider. They 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 spent a good a full length interview with Deborah Snyder. Chris Nolan is mentioned in it um, as having you know some input and stuff like that. But Snyder is actually foregoing any sort of pay from WB to finish this movie. So the seventy million is their money that they're spending to finish the movie in terms of like the CGI and whatever additional shoots he has to do. But in terms of him receiving a paycheck to do this, he's taking zero because part of the negotiation was that he does want 100% creative control, which is something he didn't have for BVS and something he didn't have while filming Justice League before he even was um, removed from the project. So that's kind of crazy, man, because... I mean, I know everyone's like, oh, you know, they're spending money to do the movie again. It's not that they're doing the movie again. He's just taking the work that he already had mm. and is finishing and putting it together for the fans, for the people that kind of, you know, supported this whole movement. So him having full creative control is what I'm curious to see because you guys know he's mm-hmm. like a really good visual director, mm-hmm. right? But... I do, I do have some things that, or some choices that he makes, or you know, decisions that he chose chooses to go with that I don't always agree with. So I'm, I'm curious to know, see what that looks like. I know, but also excited. I, I, I'm curious too. I'm curious to like see how, how you know, going, you know, it's been a while too, right? You know, how, you know, it's been a couple of years since he was on the project. So I, I am curious how he, how kind of how the flow of it all will will be put together because you know I, I hope it's good but I mean I do have a, a little bit of you know my own doubts because kind, of, kind of like back and forth coming back and forth I don't know I, I need to see it I need to see it for mm-hmm. me to kind of give a final kind of thought process on it especially need to see the first one too to really kind of finish the oh, first yeah. one <laughs> yeah yeah the only kind of recommendation I can make is um, you gotta watch I like you gotta kind of truck through. Batman versus Superman, the Ultimate Edition, at least, mm-hmm. to kind of set yourself up 
for this one because the tone of that movie it's supposed to match the tone of this movie because the tone of that movie did not match Joss David, Whedon's you should Justice watch Very Joss Whedon's Justice League so you can see what a flaming trash pile that was. And then when you're watching four hours of stuff, be like, oh, that's what he wanted to do there. Oh, okay, cool. Like, My question, though, is um, this Schneider's Cuts version of Batman, will he still be able to smell fear? <laughs> Because if he doesn't, then I don't know, man. I don't know how this movie's going to do. I don't know. Like, I think when when we heard it was 80% of the movie was reshot, like, while while watching it, because remember, a lot of this, uh, we knew going into the movie the first time because we knew Joss Whedon was finishing the movie and that they did these massive reshoots. So while watching it the first time, I was trying to figure out while watching it which scenes were Snyder scenes, which scenes were... Or Joss Whedon, and for me, it just felt like the whole thing was like a Joss Whedon movie. And then Snyder, I don't know if you guys know this, but Snyder has um, openly yeah. admitted that he has Good. not seen Good. this movie. I, I hope he that. never does. And yeah, and part of the reason, <laughs> well, <laughs> part of the reason is his wife, uh, who produces the movie, and also Chris Nolan, who's a producer on the on the the Zack Snyder films as well. They went to the they went to the premiere or something like that. And um, upon seeing it, (laughs) they both reached out to Zach. And uh, Chris Nolan is quoted. (laughs) Chris Nolan, yeah, Chris Nolan's quoted as as having said to Zach, um, you know, you can never see this movie. And and Deborah Snyder, she said in in the interview, she said that she just knew it would break it would break his heart. You know, surrounding the the whole the family tragedy that they had, and you know, the he he still actually stayed on after that because he he thought that. They can work through the pain, you know, like kind of keep themselves busy and occupied and maybe they, they can kind of truck through it. But at some point, you know, with the pressure from the studio and everything that was going on, he just couldn't take it anymore. And he just had to, you know, uh, walk away. But then when they saw the movie, <laughs> I, I think I would lose my shit, too. I think I would. If, if I was working on something and I was removed from that project, for instance, and like someone else was brought in who has a completely different perspective, completely different approach, finished it, I would be I would be pretty pissed too. Oh, for sure. Yeah, it's like I'd working, like to go on like... a bit of a tangent, if you don't mind, in that I don't think that this movie can fail. Mm-hmm. Honestly, it's been I don't remember it's 2017. Mm. Now we're in 2021, so it's been four yeah, years. Of it stewing around and like, so they know the problems with the first one. They're going to do everything not to repeat the problems of the first one. Uh, They have all of the fan reactions Mm -hmm. and all of the feedback possible. Uh, They've now got rid of that uh, Mm -hmm. studio interference nonsense because he waived his money, which is crazy to me. Um, so like basically mm-hmm. like all of that mixed in with time and hindsight and foresight and the zeitgeist and being able to like feel out where people want to be and what, what they want from their entertainment right now. I think everybody's got a little bit of Marvel fatigue. I know I do other than WandaVision. That was wonderful. Um, <laughs> But yeah, no, the like the Marvel uh, movie formula is starting to wane. Mm-hmm. 
so everybody's ready for the next thing. And give so us one, in two, that, three. Can just give us. Oh, let's not talk about Wonder Woman. <laughs> could have been good. Oh God, Wonder Woman. <laughs> you have what you want, but it could have been better. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, no, they're ready. We are like the the pop public is ready for a new thing. They don't like. We don't need more Marvel yeah. right now. We know what Marvel was is going to offer us, and it's become very status quo and yeah yeah we're gonna get laughs it's gonna have action huzzah 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 but now like we we want marilyn manson joker out in the desert we we're ready for something different so yeah i don't think that this movie can be bad like <laughs> four hours later oh this movie was awful could you imagine <laughs> well that's why we're doing that's why we're doing the pre-episode so that we can get our sort of uh you know expectations and anxieties and all that stuff you know documented so that when we <laughs> when we do watch it we can I want more lex reflect. luther in the movie that's what i want we're getting more than that we're getting lex luther we're getting uh deathstroke we're getting dark side uh steppenwolf granny goodness we're getting granny goodness yeah right forgot about that part that's awesome so who takes the who's the like the yeah. comic relief do we stick with with flash or is it going to be batman again oh it has to be batman <laughs> no or is I... it going to be aqua bro <laughs> it'll probably be flash and aquaman in different contexts but mm -hmm. like think about it think about it this way right you're you're bet you're ben affleck you were hailed as the best thing about Batman versus Superman because people just love that two minute, you know, warehouse fight scene. You got this like confidence and this like, you know, vision of what you want, where you want to take the character. And then Joss Whedon comes and says to you, you know, hey, I want you to say, yeah, something's definitely broken. <laughs> like, what do you, what do you do? What do you do? <laughs> I can't lie. Every time I see that, see that scene, burst out in laughter. I, 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 I mean, it's, I it's, don't know it's funny because it's true. From how funny that sequence is, or how much, how funny it is that, how cringe-worthingly funny it is that they decided that's a line for Batman. I, to this day, I don't know why I do that. I break out into laughter, but that is funny as hell. I sent you guys a montage of uh, of all the scenes Josh Whedon filmed with with uh, with Batman. You guys can watch that later and have, have have a little chuckle to yourself. It is some of the some gold in there. I know uh, we're we're talking about the actors now, and uh, uh, Luke mentioned a little earlier with the whole post post Justice League uh, life of Easy. Ray Fisher. Have you guys been following that story at all? Or... Yeah, I haven't. Like, I think what he's doing and how he's going about it to bring awareness to it is good, but I think he also kind of committed career suicide, in oh. my opinion. Just because he's he's kind of jumped on the landmine here to to you know bring awareness, but at the same time it's it's it may cost him you know it may may cost him future roles. No. He, he most likely no. won't work with WB again. No, he's burned that bridge. He's trying to pull a Terry Crews, and I hope that a lot of people see that, um, and I hope that Paramount and Disney will bring him into the fold. 
but I don't know. I haven't seen him in anything else. So um, you guys, some of you guys said you, you haven't been following the story, right? Yeah. It's a crazy story. I'll give it to us. So, so like a, yeah. So quick summary is, uh, you know, after, after the release of uh, of Justice League, and I think part of this has to do with, you know, maybe some NDA um, agreements that he's signed and things like that. And also probably just at a point of being like fed up with, with what, what's happened. On July 1st, he announced that on Twitter that there was like some serious like unprofessionalism, um, like borderline or even, you know, innate or like concretely racist things that happened while filming uh, the reshoots um, with Joss Whedon and some people on the high-end level like Jeff Johns. Um, Walt- he mentioned Walter Hamada, but not with regards to the reshoots, but with regards to kind of preventing the investigation from happening. So that's been blown out into, like it's been blown out of, uh, in, in the media. You know, there's that investigation by WB. There were some actions taken, but nothing's been released in terms of like what happened, who did what, you know, that sort of thing. And we're not getting any other information about that, aside from these very like vague tweets and very vague, uh, you know, bits of information. So, with all that being said, now I think W that, that's probably a, a reason why WB hasn't been so supportive about promoting this movie. But that that happening and you know him kind of getting his his day in the light with the Snyder Cut. I think it's a, sort of a fair trade-off, but at the same time, unfortunate that he might not, you know, he might not get get as much work now, maybe, because maybe studios might be afraid to work with him, um, or he's been blacklisted, that sort of thing. Jobs, how is Walter Hamada still in charge? Like, I thought for sure he was on the way out when the AT&T did their, did their kind of merger thing there. Um, he was appointed, so he was appointed right after that. It was Kevin Sujahara that was that was in place. That was a big part of the rushing and the planning and stuff for Sorry, the DCU. So Kevin Sujahara was still there, though. He, I I swear he played a huge role in some of those movies. Or he what? I think he's he was within WB, but I don't know what his role was. I, I can look it up at some point later on. But he he has a big part to play currently. But who was in charge and sort of heading the the DC franchise, um, like the films and stuff at the time, was Kevin Sujihara, um, who we know after like they did their investigation and stuff. You know, he he was worried about the the whole merger or the acquisition by AT and T, so he was on a like a war path to get all the DC movies out before you know that merger happened. Just so you know, it kind of happened under his belt and whatever you know commissions and stuff were due to him were. Okay were paid out before that merger happened. So uh, Kevin Sujahara is gone. And if I ever see that guy on the street, like I might yell at him, but <laughs> the, uh, I don't know the, the, uh, some of the shoots, man, like I heard they, um, you, you guys remember the scene where flash they're in the, the tunnel and flash falls <laughs> on Wonder Woman's chest. You guys remember that? So it's like a, it's like a chuckle moment. Uh, <laughs> but apparently Gal Gadot was not aware um, because that scene is actually filmed with a body double and it actually wasn't filmed on set. So she filmed it herself, like the, the part where she's on the ground. She filmed that somewhere else. The body double did the part where Flash falls on her chest mm-hmm. and then they cut, they kind of cut it together. So she, when she saw the movie, it was like a big surprise. It was like, what the heck? 
and like there's a lot of shit like that like where like joss like you know if you watch um a lot of the footage that he has for wonder woman you'll notice that it's all like below skirt level um like in very you know kind of like spectacle or gazy type of like angles and stuff like that whereas like in wonder woman which um patty jenkins did and sack was producing there wasn't much of that right there, there isn't a, a lot focus of focus like, on like her body and stuff like I that i remember because that was the whole wonder woman the first wonder woman movie was just a montage of the background changing and mm. her shoulders up to her head hey fun fact about that movie do you know like surprised it, it surprised me when i found out but apparently um she only made like three hundred thousand making that movie i know that's more than you know that's more than i make a year by a lot (laughs) yeah she only made three hundred thousand for the first movie my gosh yeah she made i think close closer to three or five million more than that please she's yeah she but she did some really bad movies so i kind of get it it's okay because jason momoa is also samoan there, tied it oh, back. There we go. Yeah. There stuff. we go. Yeah. You know what? We actually have. It's it's great. I, I, we're probably gonna go out on this, but I think it's great that we brought up Jason Momoa because I think this whole thing, like this whole movement, with regards to the Snyder Cut getting released, has a lot to do with him. Kind of like was the first. Uh, yeah. No. So yeah. Exactly. He did an interview. I forget exactly which. Uh, youtube channel he did the interview with and some someone casually asked if he had any information about the snyder cut and then he just sort of cut the cut them off and he's like oh yeah i've seen it it exists and like he even mentions in the interview he's like he, he mentioned in the interviews like you know i might get in trouble for saying this but yeah i've seen it and then the guy's like um so it's like i we hear it's like an unfinished uh like it's unfinished and he goes oh you think it's unfinished and yeah. then he just kind of chuckles himself. And then that blew up on the internet. It just went wild. And he's just been sort of the outspoken person about the whole process. If you remember, like when he first came on as Aquaman, he signed an, an autograph for somebody and he just kind of wrote <laughs> fuck Marvel on it. <laughs> and, you know what I mean? <laughs> so I think in a big way, in a very big way, that kind of propelled the fans to believe that it exists because why why would he lie you know zach kind of brought these guys together he kind of gave them like a, a if you think about it like these guys are are, are they're, they're making quite a good bit of um you know money in terms of like their acting careers and stuff now and that largely has to do with yo mom, with I, zach I think casting them, right? the, the only silver lining to dc like aquaman was an amazing movie yeah, <laughs> i really uh, like I Aquaman, liked it. thank God for Aquaman. And I liked it. Yeah, if it weren't for those movies, man, the DC universe would be dead. So personally, I think that it's on its way out because I think this last hurrah that we're getting from Zack Snyder is going to be the last good thing we get. J.J. Abrams is, uh, is set to helm the Batman next, uh, space. you know, Superman the next wave of uh, Batman is Superman. Superman. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so yes. So we'll uh, we'll see how that goes, but I mean, I, I just wanted to say like thank you guys for uh, for jumping in. I know we, we kind of touched on like a bunch of random topics, but um, with regards to the Snyder Cut coming out next week, we're 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 almost exactly a week away. 
And uh, are you guys like, do you guys secure how you're going to watch it? Are you guys? Uh, <laughs> this guy's got HBO. Don't worry about that. He's oh, an American you know he's citizen living in America. <laughs> he's got HBO. Sail, sail in the high seas. <laughs> For anyone that's listening that's not in Canada, we we don't have HBO Max here yet. That's why uh, that's why we're uh, we're curious as to how our friend I here. I was going to drop on Crave slash HBO. But, uh, yes, it is. Um, it is announced to come out on Crave. Um, I've downloaded Crave. I haven't subscribed yet because I'm waiting yeah. to, to confirm that it's going to be there. Um, but they did say that it, it's going to be widely available yeah. on like premium services here in Canada, mm. which might include like the cable oh. companies and all that sort of stuff. I'll have access to HBO Max or whatever they want to call it. If yeah, I thought that too, but I still paid full pop for Wonder Woman '84. You did, right? Yeah. yeah. So if I had to pay thirty bucks, yeah, for, yeah. Uh, I still paid thirty bucks for it. Guarantee yeah. you, I'm going to be sailing the seas <laughs> because I'm I've already gonna, spent. I'm going to pay bucks. full. Like, <laughs> they have already got my money, as far as I'm concerned. All right. Well, I think uh, I think we've got what we need for this week's episode or this month's episode. I, I skipped last month, um, and then I, I hope that we can kind of get together, you know, at some point after seeing the movie. So if it's not next week or week after or next month or whatever the case may be, if we can kind of reconvene and and then now talk about it after having seen both versions and comparing it. I won't be available that Friday, like stay up, uh, but I'll be available after that week. So much time and money of that weekend. <laughs> like, share, and subscribe, guys. Yeah, that's it. You okay. you got it. And with that, guys, thank you for joining. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. All right. <laughs> All right. Take care. Peace out. Thank you. Thank you guys for jump, jumping on. Thank you. And if you've made it this far into the episode, a sincere thank you for listening. As always, my name is Anil, and this was the Nerd Gab pre-Snyder Cut release discussion. For those living in Canada and the United States, the Snyder Cut is set to release on streaming services HBO Max and Crave on March 18th, 2021. And I am personally looking forward to it, and I'm going to be re-watching Man of Steel, Batman v Superman Ultimate Edition in anticipation. Be sure to check out my hashtag rewatched movie reviews on those two movies and my initial rating for the Snyder Cut on Instagram and Twitter later on this week. See you on the other side.